satisfied. I wear a sweater like a normal guy. Check one, mic check two, ha 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 ha. Check, 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 check. Mic check, check one. Do you like cherry hand soap too, Chris? No, I like lavender hand soap because oh, it's, it's lavender is <laughs> way a calming, too much information. It's a calming thing. <laughs> it's a calming. Sometimes I strip down when I get home. Oh. <laughs> We are live, uh, everybody, but we're also on tape. We are deep down in the bowels uh, of Lease Music. Episode 66 of Kamloops last week, Chris Folds, Greg the Engineer, Magic Mike, and Bill at the controls. 66. There you go. See, 66. Anything? Oh, yeah, a few things, but I'm thinking of Buffalo 66, a great movie with uh, Vincent Gallo about a uh, really, really interesting movie about a uh, man's redemption and revenge against the Buffalo Bills. Scott Norwood in particular for losing the bet and the wide right. Christina Ricci in that movie? Yeah, she's in and it she's, too. she passed away, right? No. no. She's still alive? Okay, good. I think she's alive still. Yes, good. yes, good. yes. <laughs> I thought she was gone, but no. she's still with us. Christina no. Ricci, that's good. Oh, no, yeah. So anyway, it's a great, great film. And 66 is the name, the name of the film. So see it. Buffalo 66. Forget all those stupid ad nauseum uh, Marvel superhero dumb <laughs> movies and go see a movie that makes you think it has a script. You don't like the explosion count movies. Like my buddy Mike Derzak goes to see how many explosions you can see in a Marvel yeah, movie. I get that, but you know, how many times can you go see it? And how many times do you see a, number, a movie with a number in like, three, four, five, all these sequels and <laughs> that, all these that's, great scripts. Um, that's X plus one. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I just saw something on-, on Greg's on, probably uh, a Marvel guy. Yeah, well, it, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's but you're it, saying but, there is no, it, but it's but it's pushing all you know intelligent, great movies to the side, movies you wouldn't normally get to see, uh, like back in the day in Blockbuster, when you go and you you a, a movie would be on the shelf and you say this looks like a neat movie, and you watch it and you'd be blown away by it, but you, otherwise you couldn't find it. Now, what's his name? Um, uh, um, uh, who's that actor? He had he had a great. Um, I can't remember. He had a great explanation as to why they're making movies now like this, and they can't make movies like they did before. And it's because of the um, proliferation of streaming and, and the reliance on the box office isn't what it was yeah. before. Yeah. Um, we, or it is now Mike, what it was before. Are you going to say something? Oh, I was going to say Chris probably liked Adam Sandler's Punch Drunk Love. <laughs> yeah. I love Punch Drunk Love. <laughs> no, I, and and, yeah. and, and uh, the Uncut Gems. And um, one of the best movies I think he's, he was ever in was, and I think Happy was, Gilmore. Uh, that was great, actually. I actually completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I want more dramas. I want more suspense. More mystery, mm -hmm. more Tinker Tailor Soldier, soldier Spy. Soldier Spy, yeah. And, and I think we all do, but the pr problem is is that they need to make money fast. They can't wait on the DVD release to make money as a second stream. There's this a cookie cutter recipe of what works now money-wise, yeah. and they just and it's and, and they're giving what people want. I get that. And it's just too bad that uh, that some of these great, great, like Moon... moon um, uh, there, there's so, uh, so, many, so many great movies I've seen over the years and you'll never see them make oh. because they, they have to make money and they can't because uh, the, they don't have the, the second, third and fourth you know, DVD release and then be back in the VHS yeah. release. Well, Derzak and I go and we have a rule that we alternate choosing Yeah, yeah. Movies. you pick one, he picks one. It's yeah. got to be now, it's Ant-Man mm -hmm. and uh, Thor, but Iron Man. And but there's nothing for me to pick anymore. But Yeah, and obviously, see, I'm, I'm not at all interested in that, so that's I'm, I'm, that's my bad luck. But I, I know people who like it, and Sturzak's a good guy. But the thing is, that is uh, that is what makes money, and people go to it, so you got to go where the people like. Yeah, okay, yeah. we've made our point here. But mm -hmm. you do something now that you would never do, okay? And that's pay a bet. Last week we made a bet at the we end did. of the show. We bet we bet on the Western semifinal CFL 
I said the BC Lions win by more than 11 points, and you said that they would uh, either or lose. They would win, but, but they would by, win less by less than, 11, than that. And they yeah. won by 14. Yeah. $20 to Mike. Ba, 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 ba. McDonald's, oh, right there. So we do have a great show today. Bill Sarai, we're continuing our counselor barrage here. He's yeah, yeah, the, we're going from mayor, and then we're going down the list of counselors as they finished on the ballot. Uh, and uh, and Bill, sorry, Bill's uh, number two. Katie was Katie Newhauser was was last week, and then Bill is this week. Katie Newstater. That's right. Uh, also <laughs> today, great show. Josh Banton, John Antilov of the men's JU Wolfpack soccer team. They host nationals starting tomorrow night. Going to be cold. November tenth at Hillside Stadium. Very McMaster. cold. They play McMaster. The Marauders of Hamilton. The Hammer. The Hammer, and they're uh, they're number four in the country, and True's ranked number fifth. And McMaster uh, actually w- won the. Uh, Won the um, won the Ontario OUA. championship, yeah. So that's a big deal. Can't do the show without our sponsors, Mike. You know that. Absolutely. Newly <laughs> produce market, and this month, all November, Strauss, all their Strauss products are fifteen percent off in lieu of a commercial today. I thought we could have some fun with this. So there are a lot of different drops here that are on sale. Anything stands out that people in this room right here could do with? Well, my father, you know, rest in peace. He actually swore by the heart drops. And after having a number of heart attacks, he said it really worked. Um, but I think the ones on here that really jump out at me is that maybe the bladder drops. Marty can take those while watching the Bills play another <laughs> game on Sunday because uh, they're playing a team they should win. And he's probably pissing himself as they lose. I, I was going to uh, say that for Greg, actually, yeah. with the, the blood pressure, because when the Ducks go on another losing streak or when he's watching Star Wars and gets really excited yeah. just to calm down a little bit. For sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, I was thinking maybe... For you on those conventions, the prostate thing might be <laughs> well, clear those you know, lines out, right? Absolutely. As I get older, that that becomes something I got to really watch. You know, uh, what I'm really curious about is I, I thought the uh, bill would be really good for the little orange bottle on the far right hand side. Uh, I don't know what it does. But I'd be interested in seeing how Bill reacts to whatever is in that bottle. Do you what know it's funny that you say that? Because I thought the same thing. Because Bill doesn't talk a lot, right? No. Full bottle. Let's go. Give it to All Bill. The way down. Give yeah. Bill the mic and let's see what happens. Look, I'm, I'm trying to... Whoa! Yeah, see, couple drops this morning. I'm trying to read on the, on my screen, which is pretty small, what it uh, what it actually says. It's and I think it Ogumax. says talks a lot. Oh, I thought it was Toxalot. Oh, okay. Yeah. It says Agrumax, I think. Yeah. Sounds like Agro. Yeah. Who knows? Anything else? Travel bug, I will give a shout out to my lovely girlfriend. It's lonely right now for me. She's in Peru. Whoa. So she could use these travel bug drops. She's probably with the uh, Peruvian Tom Cruise by now holding hands on the way to Machu Picchu. But And, and you know who else I think would be really great is uh, Mike Pistachio. Uh, with the cardio calm, because you know Italians get really mad, and apparently the North Shore Italians get madder than the average Italian. So cardio calm for the only thing is I don't see him doing a lot of cardio recently, Michael. No, no he needs to calm his heart because he gets a little excited. Oh, he does. That's right. why the hands start fluttering. Yeah. It's just too <laughs> yes. much blood pressure. Yes. And we'll have Michael on the show later to talk about uh, shelters. Um, big thing right now going on in the city with shelters. It's not a good scene. Let's talk about what we did last weekend, because you know, we know we did something again, didn't we? This, this was something new for us. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I haven't talked to you guys since we did it. But uh, it was the hot yoga class that we did. It was all men. And it was, well, it turned out it was just the three of us. But it, what did you think about it, Chris? I thought it was weird. It was three of us in a room at your house with no instructor. That was, was the first and thing that was weird. And you dressed up as Herman, actually. <laughs> you had a Herman costume on. It was really <laughs> weird. Yeah. What I found was really weird was that as, as we were sweating it out and um, 
and getting really, really parched. I found that uh, even even though there was no water there, the coffee did the trick. Uh I absolutely brought McDonald's coffee. I thought that would really kick things off nicely. The calming of the hot yoga with the caffeine. But I had the iced coffee because it was so hot in there. Mm -hmm. A rare trip to the iced coffee instead of the hot coffee. Once again, Folds was just running his mouth again. So I had to, like, I put him down. I put him down again. Good thing there was a Sealy mattress for me to (laughs) fall onto. Because that way from gourds, because otherwise I could have had a concussion. And then you started doing these weird moves on him when he was on the ground. What was that about? It was called Twister. It was called Twister. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And then when you came up, I noticed you had um, some juice in your hand. Yes. Where yeah, was it from? Uh, absolutely. You know, uh, the New Leaf uh, freshly squeezed juices in the box. I love box juice because <laughs> the problem with, with regular juice containers, you got to open them all the time. And, and what do you do with the container? But a box, you can leave it right in the fridge and you can pour straight pour out it of it. Just you can do that. It's just fantastic. Same with wine. Exactly. I think we, I mean, what a... What a weekend it was for us at the hot yoga at Mike Miltimore's house. So that was fantastic. Yes. New Leaf, thank you. Gorge, thank you. McDonald's, thank you. Up next, in Above the Folds, Bill Sarai. Bill Sarai. Thanks for being here. Do you have a history with Mike? Because he was ribbing you a little bit when you first came in here. Yeah, we got some history here. I'm, I'm one of his uh, students, um, put it that way. I'm, I'm learning how to be an on-screen star. Really? <laughs> Work in progress. What is this? Well, we, we've worked together uh, with SILGA, yes. Southern Interior Legislative Governance Association, which uh, Bill is on uh, with that. And we've done all sorts of video stuff over yeah. the pandemic. Uh, and before that, uh, he was my mailman. Look yes. at that. Exactly. For how many years? Uh, I was actually a mailman for him probably four years and uh, altogether 31 for Canada Post and 25 here in Kamloops. On that note, if you were still working, would you have been out there <laughs> delivering mail on Monday or would you have, would you have called in sick and canceled the whole thing? Delivering. That's we're right. just, yes, I right. just had yes. coffee with a, uh, uh, a co-worker that still works. Yes. He goes and use soft No, It's soft, employees. isn't it? Yes. They don't get out. And they don't we get would out put there. on the cleats yep. and they give us hand warmers to put in our gloves and they tell, they'd, so open I guess, the, they'd open the door for us. I guess we have to change the motto, eh? Through sun, warm... <laughs> <laughs> I but, get it. It's dangerous, though. I get it. But I'm just joking. You were the number two top vote getter in the election. Humbled. Why do you think you showed so well? Uh, honestly, I think I really um, reached out to the people. I promised my first term that I would be accessible, approachable. Um, I was proud to go to every corner of the city to meet with people, whether um, what the issues were, whether they're good, bad, or, or sensitive. Uh, I never had the. I never went there with the pretense to tell them that I had the answer. I was going to solve everything. I found a lot of times, uh, seventy over seventy percent of the times, people just want to be heard, and they want to be heard by someone that that they believe they elected to be to be their sounding board. And you know, some of those conversations were hard, and some were just like I said, they just want to be heard. Can you look into this? I know you might not be able to do anything. Was what I heard all the time, and most of the times that's what it was. I, I reached out to staff or ministries above us and and tried to find out answers. And maybe that's all they uh, wanted is they did they didn't they didn't know the navigation avenues to go through. Mm-hmm. And, and majority, I think that's what re- really resonated. And one of the most humbling and, and proud moments in the campaign. Um, and not, you know, I guess I am touting my own horn. I probably had the most lawn signs in people's private yards and in businesses. And that really made me aware that, hey, what I've been doing for four years has really touched, really reached home. And that's what I think came out on the, on the voting day. What are some of the strengths of this council? Uh, diversity. 
um, and, you, and new voices, uh, a variety of new voices um, that, that are well-connected in our community, um, right from one end of the horseshoe to the other. I think we're going to be a really uh, strong um, uh, council together to uh, deal with issues that are on our street, but that's not what we're all about. We still need to keep the, the city moving forward. We can't be stuck in one place trying to solve one problem and, and have everything else just come to a standstill. So yes, it's an issue and I, I truly believe we have some avenues to move forward, but we also have a city to run that's you know almost a $300 million business. What about areas for concern with this council makeup? Any? Uh, no, we're there's, just like well, I was four years ago. Everything's new. You're, you're, um, I came out of being a letter carrier for 31 years and, and being in the sports uh, side of town with my kids playing a variety of high-level sports. Uh, I was like a goldfish putting into a, a, a aquarium with a variety of different colored fishes and, and different a, a large aquarium and various uh, um, different nuances. Um, I think the new council is going to feel the same way. They're going to be drinking out of a fire hose for the first six months, and we have to be there to make sure they don't get knocked over. We'll we'll support them just like fire crews support each other. Hopefully, there's no piranhas in this new bowl. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I well, yeah, I think we weeded them out. No, sorry. <laughs> well, well, you, with, with, the, with the new mayor, <clears throat> yeah, take us behind the scenes a little bit as much as you can with the orientation. How is he settling, and how do you see his um, leadership style? You know what, Reed's always been a leader. He's compassionate. You got to give him, I give him all the kudos in the world. He did so much as a private citizen that most people elected uh, don't have the, the balls to do. Uh, he gets up early in the morning. He's, he's trying to help people that no one else is, is helping. And so when we talk about hard to house, uh, and I've been with him to Vision Quest, I believe, two to three times. Uh, we hear some great stories coming from there. We also hear some concerns from the neighborhoods there. We have to find that middle ground. But I, I think he's got the leadership skills. Um, he's rough around the edges. We all are. Um, we're not polished. I don't think not, myself, speaking personally, and Reed, I, I don't think we, we ever thought we'd be a councillor or a mayor. But we're in that seat now, and, and we're just going to you know, shine off and, 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 and smooth off the rough edges mm -hmm. and try to do what we need to do to make our city better. None of us in that horseshoe are there or campaigned on, I want to get my seat there and I want to make my city even crappier than it was yesterday. And, and, and none of us. We all want it. We all want something better for our city. We're just bringing different views. I'm hogging the questions here, but I got well, one more. Yep. <clears throat> one more. Um, sorry. Um, Reed was on this show kind of having some fun, and he, he said, uh, you can either go on a drive with him right. or go fishing with him. Mm -hmm. Me and Bill Sry are going to go for a, a drive. Uh, you know, had, I gave him an option. I said, because me and Bill have had a little bit out there. We've known each other for a long time. And mm -hmm. so I said, well, let's do one of two things. Let's go fishing or let's go for a drive in a vehicle because at 100 kilometers an hour, you're not going to be jumping out. You can talk okay? about things. Eh? So anyway, he picked, he picked going for the ride. So I, I think he doesn't like swimming or something. Okay. Anyway, I'm just joking. Well, right. Have you taken him, him up on any of those? I did. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, I, I love fly fishing, and Reed wouldn't be somebody I'd take in the boat with me because I like peace and quiet, and I just want to catch fish. <laughs> so that's not a shot at fish at Reed. It's just yeah. that's my uh, type of fishing. But I went up for a ride with him. We. Um, Where'd you guys go? Where'd he, you drive? He gave me two options: uh, Falkland or Chase. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, walking home, uh, Chase. I took Chase. <laughs> <laughs> um, we ended up at Sorrento, um, mm -hmm. just shooting the shit, and. Uh, Turned around in Sorrento and came back to Chase and had a coffee at the Silver Silver Star Pub. Silver mm -hmm. was it? Was it about like burying a hatchet of, or something? Like no, not well. Yeah, maybe. I, I what was the hatchet? Because he mentioned in in 2020, you kind of helped broker a meeting 
that started his campaign, really, when Jessica and Dave Eagles went down yes. and spoke with all the concerned business people in West Victoria. Reed was the spokesperson. You were there at that meeting, so you kind of helped uh, be the middleman between finally uh, getting them to agree to speak to the media. Right. That story blew up because it finally shone a light on what people were talking about, all the issues down there. And I argued that from that point, that's when his unofficial campaign began. Right. But Reed mentioned something <clears throat> unrelated to that. <laughs> you guys had a falling out. What was it? Well, that that's exactly where it started for me as a counselor. That was where I uh, finally uh, found a, a cause that uh, a resident, a business owner had uh, um, identified to me and wasn't getting anywhere and, and the West Victoria Street group was reaching out to me as well. And that's where I started, you know, digging in and where can I help, what can I do? And went on the trips to Vision Quest and, and talked to different agencies. But every time I, I found a solution, it wasn't in our realm of city council. Right. And it was always at a higher level and, and I brought in other counselors to, so I didn't want them, West Victoria Street business people, just to think, Sarai doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm. So I brought other counselors with me we had meetings saying, look, we, 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 we understand your frustration. We understand what's happening on, on the streets here. But it's not only our responsibility. We need, we need to reach yes. out to get more help. And in, in what, I, I can understand Reed and, and, the, and a lot of business associations and a lot of residents that they've elected us here in Camels. They don't care where the help comes from. Just get the help. Yeah. We, on the, on the other side of that fence, it's not that easy. Um, we we can identify everything we want. We need higher levels of government that have the funding and the resources and the staffing to uh, and the operational costs to bring that for, forward. And on that, I, and I told Reed this, I'm on Silga Reed, uh, 38 communities in BC, and, and I've talked to Prince George to Victoria. Every main street in, in our province is identifying the same problems yep. and right across Canada. So it's just not us. And it got to the point where no matter what I did, it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. And for my own... Um, sanity mental and health. health. Mental yeah. health. I just got elected and I represent all the city and I was, yeah. I was pouring so much of my energy into three blocks of downtown <laughs> when everybody else was saying, well, what about us? Yeah. What about yeah. us? Yeah. So it well, wasn't the, falling out. I just sort well, of backed off. And I mentioned that to, 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 to Reed too and he agreed like... Uh, and in a column I wrote, I said uh, he was persistent. Persistent is is understatement. Yes. And sometimes we we, we say, oh, sh I have to put my phone away because otherwise I answer, we talk, yeah. we end up swearing at each other. Yes. Because I'm like, <laughs> Been I, there. I'm, and then and then and then the next thing, I went for a beer with him a couple weeks ago, and there was no hatchet to bury. But he was getting all sorts of people coming up talking to him. Yeah. But he is yeah persistent. Now on 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 the shelter note because yeah. it's a big deal right now. It is. And it's and it's always a big deal. And every winter the joke is, well, you know, it's not just city council, BC housing. City Council. The powers that be don't seem to have a calendar to show them what winter's coming. But here's what you said when we did, we did a story um, on your, your decision to, to run for re-election earlier this year. And you're talking about the social issues. I've seen shelters come in. I've seen the negative comments and I've seen the negative activity around the shelters. And I honestly say I can personally not support any more shelters until we get a handle on the ones that are operating now. And you said that BC Housing and the providers, such as CMHA yeah. or whomever, they need to be held accountable for the activities inside and outside the shelters. Absolutely. Now, here we are today. Some shelters, like the one, the Mora Place on Kingston, they seem to be working better than others, such as the Greyhound Shelter. Maybe they have more wraparound supports, more life skills. stuff. It's a different staging, maybe. Yeah. Yes. What do you make of, uh, this is a huge issue, but what do you make of the CMHA, Alfred Acoba, the, the executive director, pulling out just before they're supposed to open, 
And it's not like it was foisted upon them. They applied for the funding yes. to run these shelters. Yes. Now, now, what he told us was, well, you know, we, we want to focus on our shelters and, and we're tired of like just doing shelter. We need permanent housing. But the question was never answered. Then why the hell did you apply for the funding? Absolutely. And it really disturbed me, especially um, we took a lot of criticism from this individual last year um, when um, uh, an individual in a wheelchair froze to death mm -hmm. in, in our streets. And um, uh, Alfred came on TV and, and, and uh, said it was the city's responsibility that we should wear it. And that really hurt me because this individual was a client and a member of the CMHA. Mm -hmm. And it, to me as a counselor or anybody on our staff, we do not do housing or winter shelters or summer shelters. We, we don't staff them. So we would have no clue about this person being missing for a day, an hour, or two, yeah. two days. That's on wherever, whoever the uh, provider is looking after them. So after that, he said, we need to do better. Uh, the city and everybody needs to do better. We need to get a, ahead of this and get um, in, uh, shelters in place way before winter starts. Here we are the next year, we're two months ahead. We have the uh, Yacht Club uh, ready, Stuart Pods are in Stuart Woods ready. Uh, the funding's all set in place and we get told, well, we're not gonna do it, we don't have staffing. And I'm, I'm, I'm puzzled and, and hurt because every time they open up a shelter on behalf of BC Housing, they're the providers, when they come before us and tell us what they're gonna, the concerns we have for our, for our residents is they have uh, wraparound services, they have counselors in place, um, they have security in place, which um, we demanded as council in 2021 that we got a lot of pushback from. Mm -hmm. um, Alfred himself said, why is city council uh, asking us to provide security at, at uh, uh, a Spiro House and that uh, they should have security at apartments in the city of Camels, mm -hmm. which I found a little puzzling, but back to we're, we're ready to go and he pulls out and I'm like, well, you come before us with all these promises that you have everything uh, ready to go on the regular shelters, but we're not ready to just turn some heat on and let people stay warm. We're not asking you to do any wraparound services mm -hmm. here. It's a temporary. It's a temporary thing. thing. Yeah. And if you don't have the capability of doing that, then that really raises red flags. If you can't do that, what are you doing in those other shelters mm -hmm. that we don't know about? Mm -hmm. And and like I said, I, I'll stay with those words mm -hmm. um, for this whole, I will not support any more shelters so we get a handle on it. And like uh, today, um, uh, Todd Stone, our MLA, is asking for an audit. Uh, Reads right. Mm -hmm. We need to know, and in, in my notice of motion 2021, what is the spectrum of people coming through the shelters mm -hmm. and moving on? And now you've got Bob Hughes coming out and saying, we need you know, more, uh, more uh, accountability. We need everything in my uh, notice of motion of 2021 yeah. is out in Bob Hughes' letter mm -hmm. of Monday. So where were you in 2021? You were saying I was taking, uh, I was throwing darts at you, that this isn't acceptable. That's and true. now you're asking for the same thing. And some of the critics of those who criticize, so the people who are like a little bit saying, stop criticizing the, sh the shelter providers and everything. Some of them say, well, they, they, they already have audits, but those are self-directed audits. What, 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 what the new mayor and yourself, I think, are calling for is an independent third-party audit Absolutely. to find out how many people go in there and what is the success rate? Because, and how do you define a success rate? Exactly. Where do they go? from there do these people who need help are they getting the help or when they leave are they forgotten about or lost and are they counted as a success story I mean there's all that that I understand you want a third party not involved with CMHA or any other agency right. to go in there and do an audit and tell you hey they're doing a good job a poor job or an average job and here's what we need to improve it was in that uh, notice of motion and what we got back was a BC housing um, uh, review mm -hmm. done on BC housing yeah. providers. So basically, you're, the provider's not going to talk bad about what he's going to. Yeah. 
Well, that was the, that was the criticism really? of it. Like that's yeah. not the review that people no, are calling exactly. for, right? And, need, uh, and, and not only and and our mayor is absolutely right. The security and the wraparound services that we're asking for are not just to protect the businesses and the residents around the shelters. No, it's, it's the, it's the, the, the people it's that live people. in there are also vulnerable because yeah. not every, it's just like any apartment building that Alfred talks about. Not all the residents are above board and, and there's some shady characters. And they get preyed upon. And by they get some preyed people. upon. Yes. So the welfare check comes or they get their meds from, for, for whatever from the pharmacy. Those, they could be, they could get those meds robbed and mm -hmm. taken off them. And now that person that was trying to go straight and narrow and trying to get the help now is without meds, but he mm -hmm. doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And, yeah. and so the security is not only for outside, it's inside as well. Right. Okay. Yes. I thought we could end on a lighter note. Maybe some Strauss heart drops all around here first. <laughs> um, right. Your son, Nick, 2018. Yes. The cover of KTW after the Titans win gold. What do you remember about that time in your life? Oh, <laughs> tearing up. Uh, whew, that was a great run. Uh, they, they made the finals a year before with nine players. Um, lost by six. We never thought we'd reach the finals again. They go back the year after with um, uh, missing three starters that had graduated. Never thought in a million years we'd make the finals again. Nine players, five starters, and they make the finals, and uh, they win it by, I believe, six or seven. And uh, it, was, it was a highlight of my life. If you haven't been in that arena for oh. those championships, what's it like as a parent especially? Oh, I was cheering the whole... It's it's huge. It's a highlight. Um, seeing your son work so hard um, every day, practices, uh, tournaments, and giving it everything was basketball. Whether it's hockey, basketball, when you see your kid just immersed in it, and as a parent, uh, you come home and and uh, you, the phone rings. Hey, we're going to a movie or we're going to the mall to hang out, and your kid on his own without no parent involvement says, "I just got home and I'm beat tired. I'm mm -hmm. not going to be able to do it." Yes, mm -hmm. you know, but the, the 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 sporting and I give Bryce her uh, Bryce McMillan and Tim Inegabu yeah. so much credit. They not only molded really good athletes, they made really good people. Mm -hmm. Cool, that's it for me. Anything from you? I would just say, as a parent watching sports, I've been there with my son in a championship game. You need the Strauss heart drops. You do. <laughs> yes, it's, it's yeah. nerve-wracking. My son think, was a goalie in yeah. hockey, and I had to sit away from everybody, and I would just be like, I couldn't even look sometimes. It's so and there's so much stress and emotion. You made to yeah. sleep after yeah. on a steely mattress. Yes. Our next segment brought to you by Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, no worries. Sorry, tearing up. I no, I, I, I've been one. there. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want the nine-hour cycle, please. Freaking $500 hydro bill piece of trash. I need to speak to Gord on the Niner. Hey, no, I'm actually Steve, the new owner. First things first, pal, you should probably update your sign. Number two, my dishwasher is mangled, tangled again. The nine hour cycle, hydro bill through the roof. You guys don't fix appliances, I know that, so I need a new one. We actually do fix appliances, but if you want, I can try some new ones first and have a look. You got a price in mind? Money is not an obstacle for me. <laughs> Money's definitely an obstacle. He's the cheapest guy in Kamloops. Ain't that right, Darby? Well, this here is gonna be your Cadillac model, top of the line. This is our middle of the road dishwasher, just a great dishwasher at a great price. This is our budget friendly model, still a great dishwasher, just at a bit of a lower price. Price doesn't work for me, but let's see if you can fix mine at home. Alrighty then. There you go, seems to be good. How's the fridge working? The fridge is fine, Gore. It's Steve.
Thierry Wolfpack soccer team hosting nationals this week, Thursday night, game one, McMaster, head coach John Antilov, star defender Josh Banton. John, start with you. Um, how much does this group of men mean to you? Well, obviously for the guys that have been with us for a long time, uh, they obviously mean a lot. Uh, guys like Josh and Yan and, and Jackson helped build this program to where it is. So the culmination of, you know, their last season and being able to host nationals is huge. So it means a lot for me as a coach. Um, you know, I'm going to be here next year and the year after these guys are going to be gone. So it's really important for us to do well for these guys. This one's a little bit different because you have an extra year even with the pandemic. I think you've been here six yeah, years. Six years now. So how close is this group? Uh, it's very close. I think the, the year in pandemic, we used it to our advantage. Um, obviously, it was a sad and bad time for a lot of people, but uh, a lot of us stuck around. We got to train together a lot. And uh, with the new summer league coming in, the BC1, I think that really helped us. Yeah, and, and it's a culmination of a long journey this week. So how, mm -hmm. how much is on the line for you this, this week? Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot on the line for us, but um, I'm looking forward to it. It's something I really want to enjoy. Last game with the boys, last game with John um, for TRU. Obviously, I've dedicated the last six years of my life to TRU, um, my blood, sweat, tears, and I've given my everything to this um, program. So I just want to go out on a good note and just one last time with the boys. I asked John this and I asked Patrick, uh, is it about this as well, about proving yourself? We know you have a good team. You did get knocked out in round one of the quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. So do you have a chip on your shoulder and do you feel like you want to prove um, yourself and this team? Uh, since day one, I've wanted to prove myself. I wanted to prove that TRU is a team that shouldn't be underestimated. And I think we've slowly showed that throughout the years. And yeah, things didn't go the way we wanted to in the round one in the quarterfinals, but um, things happen, you know what I mean? So uh, we just got to stick together. We know we have the quality to perform and that's what we're going to go out there and do. How important, I remember in 17 the crowds were big and uh, when, when the last time True held the uh, host of the Nationals and with the women's team. Is your mic on? Sorry guys, yeah I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> your mic? Oh shit, I'm not uh, Thank you. Okay, yeah, so um, the, the the fans and especially at the last, uh, when the when the women held their, uh, the playoff championship, Marty was there and the fans rushed in the field but some of the players said, they were spurred on by the crowd. Um, how important is the crowd, and how 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 are they going to affect you know your mentality when you're out there? Do you notice the, the noise in a in a place like Hillside? Oh yeah, definitely. I think we've had the best crowd this season and in previous years. Even to speak to last um, time we hosted nationals, that like, you could really feel the intensity and just the pride of the of the community in the crowd. And yeah, we hear it. We try to like um, concentrate on the game at times, but like just hearing them like the oohs and the ahs yeah. and the screaming. And I remember when, when I scored that goal, the first goal, like you could just hear the, the, everything rise. And okay. it was an amazing feeling. So like every day I like our 12 man out there, so. Good, good. From, from London, right? The yes. London area? Yes, London. You've, I've been interviewing you for probably six <laughs> years now. I've had you on the radio a bunch of times. I love the voice. It just sounds like mm -hmm. soccer, but you're not leaving, are you? Like you're not going back to London after this. No, I have no intentions of going back to London. Um, I'll be, probably try to work on my PR, probably try and um, keep on playing as long as I can, uh, whether that's at Rivers or wherever. But um, yeah, I want to keep on playing. I want to stay in Kamloops. I want to stay in Canada. I just think that's kind of a neat story that I'm mm -hmm. sure the Wolfpack would like to tell about somebody who comes from overseas and wants to make their life here. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I'm sure John's played a big part in, in your Oh yeah, definitely. John played a massive part of me coming here, massive reason why I'm going to stay here. And I think me and my friend Yan, we knew from day one as soon as we landed that like, this is a bit of us. Like we wanted to, we wanted to stay. We could really see a life here. So um, I think just 
that was encouraged by John and they didn't even really have to do anything. I think them just being them, the community being themselves and we just felt so welcome that we knew that this was the place for us. Even though there's 70 kilometer per hour winds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John didn't say that before I came, but <laughs> he told me about the good summers, but I mean, yeah. I, I'll take it, it's worth it. It's a bit of balance, right? And um, no, it's fine. Weather, gonna be a factor again. Yeah. yeah, no question. It's kind of bizarre. You know, the two times we're hosting the, the week before uh, the weather gets a little crazy. So, uh, you know what, but at the end of the day, it's, it's supposed to warm up by a little bit by yeah. Friday. Uh, most all, everybody's been working out on the field right now for the last couple of days. We were out there again last night. It was minus 10, minus 11. I, it gets to a point where when you're moving, you don't really think about it and you have to be mentally strong. I mean, uh, you know, if these guys, some of these guys want to go further in the game, there's going to be places you're going to play where you're going to hit adversity, especially on the weather side of things. And you have to be able to deal with it. Um, so that's what I stress with our guys. We went out there Monday night with a wind chill. I think it was minus 17, minus yeah. 18, uh, just to tough through it, get in there and do it. And have other teams been able to practice that are coming from across the country yeah. on the field? Have they had a chance to? Yeah, McMaster was on there last okay. night before us. A couple of the teams, unfortunately, uh, with flight cancellations and stuff like that, we're just getting in today. There's a couple teams on the field right now. Fortunately, maybe for, for TRU. <laughs> you know, that are, that are out there right now. So, uh, you know, I was joking with the coach from McMaster. We're the two teams that are here right now. Yeah. We're playing each other, so at least we'll get one game yeah. <laughs> anyways. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a factor. And by the metal, metal round on the weekend, it's going to be yeah, absolutely balmy by perfect yeah, zero, zero, which is going to feel so, like yeah. really Thursday night's yeah. going to be the coldest yeah. Yeah. night. It is, yeah. And that was kind of like last in 2017, where the first night was cold and then it got yeah. warm as the weekend went along. Maybe one of your biggest moments at 2017 was the header, header goal. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Take me back to that. What was that like? Yeah, that was a surreal moment. Um, as a defender, I look to defend first, um, do my job, keep clean sheets, and I leave the goal scoring to the to the other players, the attackers, right? But um, I think that team back then, and similar to the team now, defensively we was very good and um, dangerous offset pieces like me, Elijah, um, Jan Pradas, everyone was just like, everyone, a lot of dangerous players, right? So for me to get that goal was uh, surreal. I remember it going in, like I remember it came off my head and. I thought it was missing at first from the angle I was at, and then as I kept moving and I saw the ball, the ball going, I was like, wow. Yeah. Like and the feeling in. there with the crowd. Yeah, I mean, I had some players trying to grab me, and I think the adrenaline <laughs> was just like, you know, looking off me. Yeah, wanted to go uh, to the crowd, wanted to celebrate, um, and that was just one of the greatest moments um, of my career so far, and I hope I can repeat that this time. Uh, World Cup talk <laughs> coming up. Canada or England? Both. Both, both? yeah. I'm, I'm hoping both do well. Yeah. John? Canada, Croatia. Canada, so, Croatia. Well, in the yeah, same group too. In the same group. In the that's same, right. same group yeah. as well. That's so right. I just got a shirt that's cut. <laughs> but actually, I'll I'll be Canada. Well, what about just I'll from a um, perspective of growing the game in the country? To me, I see this as like a huge milestone moment. It, Davies is going to yeah. be back. Looks yes. like yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what do you think about that? Uh, for me, it was massive for Canada. I, the the women have been doing excellent for a long time, but I think. For Canada to really take that next step, the men's program really had to step up and start producing, and, and they've really done that. And I think it's, uh, and, and not just with everything that's happening there, and when I say to step up, what it's done is the infrastructure and in behind. Yep. People are starting, uh, companies, businesses are starting to invest 
in soccer in Canada. And now they see there's a, a maybe a profit factor. So it, it, it trickle down effect for youth programs. Now for us with, with Rivers and BC yeah. League One, being able to be part of the Canadian Championship now, if you are the champion of BC League One, you can play against Montreal, Toronto, yep. all the MLS clubs. This is massive for us. And for us to take this step here and be able to have a team like that in this community, it, it's lights out, not just for men, but for the women's program as well, too. And I think both programs have really uh, had a had a major influence in for TRU, uh, for both programs, and I think it's excellent. Right. Will Canada get out of the group? It's going to be tough. Belgium, uh, no. It's Morocco, be Belgium. Croatia. It's going to be Belgium it, and Croatia, one and two. Yeah, I, yeah. For, for, for me, for 2026, I think this is a learning, a learning experience yeah. Yeah. for Canada. I think they'll, they'll push a couple of the teams. But I think right now it, it's just work towards 2026, and, and I think they'll do well in 2026. You want to go so. 20 bucks on this? Because I think they're getting out of the group. They're going to we'll be see, Croatia. My kids are both half Croatian. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have a, a sort of a lean toward Croatia as well. And the 98 World Cup was amazing, yeah. right? There's Davor Sukor. Yeah, Sukor was, yeah. The, was the kid. Yeah, okay, yeah. right now I'll, hey. I'll tell you. It'll be, it'll be in this order too. Belgium, Croatia, yeah. Canada, Morocco. Belgium, yeah. Canada, Croatia, Morocco. That's the order. 20 bucks. If Canada scores one goal, they'll do better than the A6 team. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, final thoughts, Josh, from you. Uh, looking forward to it. We've been waiting for this a long time. Are you talking about the Canada thing? No, no, no. Whatever you no. want. Uh, no. Yeah been waiting for this a long time we've known we would be hosting for like the last two years a lot of preparations gone into this so a lot of people behind the scenes that a lot of people may not know of um put a lot of hard work into this i may not get the credit at the end but um i, I want to do well for them i want to do well for the city i want to do well for john and this program and i want to leave it on a great note and i know that john's going to take this program on and on and it's going to keep going and improving and i just want to play my part one last time Okay, fans. Thursday, November 10th. What time's kickoff? 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Yeah. Hillside Stadium. Okay, yeah. great. Bring and there's a Kia kickoff as well, tailgate party yes. uh, that Kia is putting on starting, I think, at 3.30 so people can come in there and get a free burger and get yeah. a soccer First 500 ball. people. Yeah. First Excellent. 500. Free burger, Excellent. free yes. drink. Greg, there you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. Next great. segment brought to you by McDonald's. Do you mind coming to the second window and he can kind of speak to you face to face? Okay, sounds good. Time to speak to Ami Tesh. Give him his big award. Ami Tesh. Oh, I remember you. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? Good, so I've come to the drive-thru a bunch of times. Okay. And you've always been super nice and bubbly. Oh, I remember that that day you came over there and you said I was pretty nice to you. I'd like to make an announcement and it goes like this. I love McDonald's flat out. And I love the coffee and I love shopping local right here at McDonald's. <laughs> Same here, I work over here, I eat a lot of McDonald's as well. <laughs> See you again at first minute. Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye. You made me feel great when I left the drive through window, so guess what? We've got the first ever Kamloops last week Outstanding drive through Employee of the Month Award. It oh, goes to thank you. thank you for that. What is that? <laughs> great, how about you? Doing well. Just a couple of announcements here first. I just want to say you're doing a great job and I'm proud of you this morning. Thank you. Okay. You also get this. What is Cineplex it for? coupon for you. Oh, that's good. I love that one. <laughs> yeah, do you have an acceptance speech for us? Keep coming to McDonald's and that's really good. Thank you for that. Working on a few stories, uh, actually, uh, regarding the winter shelters here in town. BC Housing every year will usually uh, put up uh, one or two cold weather shelters, spaces for people to basically just escape 
the cold temperatures and as you can see outside right now winter is uh, certainly upon us this year uh, however it's been a bit of a, a bit of a gong show unfortunately city council last year uh, last year's shelters they didn't really get started up right away there was a bit of a, a, a delay and then there, we had some extreme cold like minus 30 temperatures type thing and things got together late so I remember last year city council wanted shelters in place by November 1st and there was a plan in place for uh, BC Housing to have shelters open as of November 1st. Unfortunately, the organization, the uh, uh, Council Chapter of the CMHA, Canadian uh, Mental Health Association, uh, that was going to uh, run these two shelter locations that they have here uh, on Lawrence Street and over at uh, the old Stuart Wood Elementary. CMHA in... in mid-October said that they weren't going to be pursuing that they weren't going to be the operators for these uh, locations they wanted to focus more on their own shelters they have a number of permanent shelters in town and they wanted to focus their resources there and they weren't getting a lot of support they found from uh, other support agencies in town wraparound agencies in town like uh, Interior Health and the RCMP for when it comes to you know uh, health services in these shelters and also uh, security services uh, at these shelters. So they wanted to do uh, m more with less. Uh, but unfortunately that came, that uh, decision came out uh, really just about a week or two before these shelters were set to open. And when it comes to, you know, looking after the homeless clientele in these places, not just anybody can, can come in and, and do the job. So it left BC Housing and the City of Kamloops by extension scrambling to try and find shelter operators that not only could, you know, had the training to operate these facilities, but um, also had the number, the capacity of, of staff to actually house them 24 seven, uh, like they're supposed to, supposed to be. And uh, November 1st came and went, they didn't have anybody lined up. And sure enough, the situation uh, got, went from bad to worse because just that week, last week, we saw the first uh, snowfall of the season here uh, descend upon Kamloops. And over the weekend, we had a pretty uh, ter terrible uh, blizzard with huge wind gusts, and we didn't have these winter shelters open. So it just uh, made the, the situation uh, that much worse, and it was unfortunate. People, thankfully, though, uh, some of the social agencies in town, Ask Wellness, set up a few warming stations. Uh, the Loop Drop-In Center opened up. Um, it's not zoned for overnight shelters, but they had to do something they felt, and they opened up so that they could accommodate uh, people themselves, essentially trying to fill uh, the gap while BC Housing and, and the city looked for people who could operate the shelters that were sitting ready to house people, but due to just you know red tape and bureaucracy, during this whole week, uh, we're sitting there ready to go, ready to accept people, but just didn't have anybody to man the facility, so they had to sit empty. So, And uh, luckily, early this week, the city uh, piecemeal here has announced on Monday that one of the two locations, Stuart Wood, was is going to be up 24-7, and on Tuesday, they announced that the Yacht Club location on Lawrence Street would be open. Unfortunately, that location is only guaranteed to be open for a week. Mustard Seed is running that one. They're going to reevaluate and see if they can keep on with the capacity uh, longer. They're, these shelters are supposed to 
operate until 24/7 from basically now until March, the end of March of this year. Uh, the Stuart Wood location is going to be 24/7, so there's at least 50% of the of the shelter spaces there that are going to be operational for the time that they're supposed to be open during the winter. Uh, and what's left to be seen here is whether or not the Lawrence Street location, the other half of this winter shelter uh, service in town this winter, will be able to stay open 24-7. Uh, and then I guess we'll see if it's enough uh, to fill the need on the streets accounts here over the winter. Anyway, that's all I got for you guys for now. Back to the studio. Okay, you guys look as good as you're going to, so let's, uh, let's go from here. You ready? Yep. Three, two. <clears throat> Mike just talked about shelters. Bill talked about shelters. Can you add anything to that? Just, uh, I think Mike in his, in his vi video, he mentioned how it was like a gong show. That's the word he used, I think. And it is a gong show, and I, th I don't think anyone would disagree. It seems like a very uh, bizarre uh too many levels, too many cooks trying to do the soup type of thing. Back in uh, the Out of the Cold is a great organization, and they've been hired now to uh, to, to run the one at Stuart Wood. But Out of the Cold used to be at a church uh, um, at the corner of Nicola and Fourth downtown, uh, St. Paul's Anglican, I think. And um, they did Wednesdays and Sundays. And I used to take my kids there uh, about four or five times each winter for three years just to say, hey, you know what? You guys need to give back and see see that not all life is gilded. Yeah. And we would sit there and sign in all the people and then help out in the kitchen. And it was a really good experience. And you got to know some of the people. Mary, I remember I had to take her to Leland House and put her walker in my car. And she insisted on giving me some turkey dinner. And, and then you meet some other guys, the cowboy. He's this old uh, Aboriginal guy. And he would come in and just talk stories and stories yeah. and stories. It seemed to be a softer, older, although there was a lot of young people came through, but they're very polite and they were just coming through town and they needed a place to stay and they loved it there. And it was all run by volunteers and I had no training. My son had no training. Uh, the, 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 the people who were running it, obviously they had training, but you can do this and people can do it and churches might want to open up and people will help out. And I'm not sure if that's still going on. I'm not sure if the rules have changed. I know that the population has got maybe a bit larger, maybe a bit harder, yeah. maybe, maybe a little bit, you know, uh, sketchy, security-wise. But there are a lot of people on the street. There's got to be places for that still. There was a death, but we don't know if it was related to someone. Yeah, there was, there was a lady was found dead on Palm Street in North, North Kamloops a couple nights ago. Um, we don't know whether it was homeless-related death or whether or not it yeah. was a heart attack or whether it was a drug overdose or whether it was a, now they call it poison drug death. Yeah. Um, it's going to come out that whatever it was, was. Uh, but still, um, it, it, it's, uh, it's just indicative of the fact that there's too many people on the street and no one seems to have the right answer as to how to get them off the street, not just for the winter, but permanently. Okay, tough turn here. Lions, this weekend, Winnipeg. Yes. Oh, BC, oh, what a, geez, I can't wait for this weekend. Um, yeah, they're in Winnipeg, heavy underdogs. I know the Lions five and a half. Some people, I think uh, one, one line online where I made a bet, they were nine and a half underdogs. It's gonna be really tough to beat the best team in a long, long time. Winnipeg's going for three straight great cups. They're like they're like the best team in, by far, so it'll but be we'll hard. we'll make a bet here and You'll take the Lions, and I'll, I'll take, take the Lions. Lions. Just flat out. No, you got to give me the line. How, how much? Six and a half points. Five. Six and a half. Five and a half. Okay, Done five and a half, deal. yes. Five and a half points. And that's the four. What, another $20 card? Another $20 card. Sure. It's uh -huh. funny. The funny thing about this is you love the Lions, and 
we had Rick Campbell in here, and you were just, oh, look at all my toys, my Lions toys. I don't think he really liked you. No, you R know why Rick, I didn't Ricky like Campbell me. didn't like you. No, I think he didn't like either of us. Rex get injured, and then you don't have a third. Yeah. And it's, it's tough to go forward like that. The National Football League dresses two quarterbacks all the time. Yep. I'm just telling you, every other football league, especially the NFL, they dress two. Full-time uh, coaches of the female persuasion like they have in the NBA and the MLB. Yeah, well, we've got one. Yeah. We've already hired one. It's good that you got an education degree because it takes a lot more uh, finesse to figure out the ratios and having seven Canadians on the field at all times and that, all that. That would be a math degree. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but still, you know, you got you to... You but you know why I didn't like me? Because A, his, his dad was the most hated man in Lions fans history, Hugh Campbell, but also B, during the, the season before, the, the putrid season, and I, I used to criticize him on, online. I actually called for him to be fired once. <laughs> there you go. Because I pick up on it. Well, because he has Mike Riley in there, a warrior who's injured. They're either up 50 to 10 or they're losing 50 to 10. That's the only way the season went that year. Mm -hmm. And never did he put in Nathan Mork or any other backup. And I just couldn't understand why do you keep your star quarterback who's hobbling. You have, the game's already gone. You've either won or lost. He never did You're this. You're still upset with him. Despite I'm the still fact upset the Lions are in round two of the playoffs. So I could pick up on it when he was here. He just didn't like the cut of your jib. It's ironic because you're Mr. Lions. Ooh, look at all my toys. And he's like, F you, pal. I don't like you. Well, you know what? I'll say this. Rick Campbell, I'm happy for him. He's a successful coach in, in Ottawa. He's not a real lion. <laughs> he's not a real lion. They're in round two of the playoffs. He's Unbelievable. Not. He'll never be a real lion because of his name. <laughs> okay. Great show today. I love today's show. Bill Sarai was good. Good interview. Herman is here as usual. He's usually at the New Leaf Produce Market. This is Gord Stevens here. He's usually down at Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. They're hiring delivery people. The Gord's Giving Back program, benevolent people, they always have been. And uh, McDonald's, Mike. Ba, 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 ba. For Chris, for Great Engineer, for Magic Mike, for Bill and Marty, we'll see you last week. Last week.